Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. So glad that you've joined with me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, this is episode number 0002 or whatever it may be. I'm sort of excited about the time that we have together. Again, let me encourage you to uh, let folks know about our time together here. Uh, this really is sort of a new format and is the direction to where uh, a lot of things are going. And I just want us to have the opportunity of gathering on a very regular basis just to uh, receive from the Word of God, just to hear what the Lord has to say to us. You know, we're all so accustomed to meeting maybe uh, once on a Sunday morning, maybe once during the week, maybe during a, a small group time or cell group or something like that during the week, maybe having a devotional time. That's all fine, all wonderful. But we really need to have a mindset of speaking forth the Word day in and day out, of taking the Word in day in and day out, being with the body of Christ in all sorts of various ways day in and day out. So this is just one of the ways and we can do exactly that. So again, I thank you so much for joining with me. So pass the word. Uh, we're looking at the book of Galatians. We got started the last time examining uh, the first chapter, the first verse, just to see what was going on here. This is an amazing word for the body of Christ today. So let me quickly just remind us what we've seen by reading verse one. It starts off with Paul, an apostle, and then a parenthetical statement, not sent from men, nor through the agency of man, but through Jesus Christ, and God the Father, who raised him from the dead. And so we're actually stopping right there in the end of the first verse in the middle of a sentence. So he says here, this is Paul. I'm an apostle. And y'all remember, I'm not sent by a man. I'm not sent by the agencies or denominations or mother church of men or anything like that. I was sent by Jesus Christ and God the Father. And this is the God the Father who raised Jesus from the dead. Then in verse 2, he says this, And all the brethren who are with me, to the churches of Galatia. So we see right here who he is writing to. He's writing to the churches in Galatia. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is the only letter that we have in the scripture that Paul wrote to where he's writing to a group of churches. Most of the time, he's writing to an individual or to a particular church, a local church. But here he's writing to uh, some churches that are in a particular region. But the beginning of the second verse has got something interesting. Let me just read the first verse and leave out that parenthetical statement and go into the second verse. Listen to this. Paul, an apostle, and all the brethren who are with me to the churches of Galatia. So you see that Paul is writing, but he brings in the brethren that are there. He says, hey, I've got a group of people right here who are with me. I'm writing to you. Basically, he's saying they all say hi, but we're going to find out that there's likely more to this than just an acknowledgement that there's brethren among him. Personally, I think he's saying that there are brethren right here that agree with me in what I'm about to say to you, <laughs> okay? They agree and understand what I'm communicating, that I'm not just firing this thing off by myself, but we're here together as a group. But he's writing to these churches in Galatia. Then verse 3 says this, uh, something that Paul does in all of his writings. And at, the, at first right here, you begin to wonder if he's going to do anything. He speaks this, verse 3, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And we're going to find out that really the first five verses of Galatians is all one sentence. So we're in the middle of a sentence. He's saying hi to all y'all churches there at Galatia. And he speaks grace over them. And he speaks peace over them. As we saw last time, at the very beginning of this writing, Paul is very, very aggressive in his style. He says, this is who I am. This is who God's called me to do, uh, be. This is what he's called me to do. And he's nearly not being defensive, but he's establishing a foundation of defense for what he's about to say. In most of his letters, the first few verses, he does speak grace and peace, but then he spends some time loving on the people. You know, just talking about the great things that are happening with him, what happened when he was with them. Not in this letter. He jumps right into it. But he does speak grace to them and peace. But notice where the grace and peace come from. Grace to you, this is verse 3, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is something that we so need to be reminded of, that grace and peace only come from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. If we seek to attain peace in any other way, we will not have peace. As a matter of fact, he's going to deal with that later on in the letter because of things that was happening. There was disruption within these churches. There was something that was coming against the body of Christ, and we'll see what it is in due time. But he's saying from the very beginning that peace comes from God and peace comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. And so in the body of Christ, we should expect that peace to reign supreme. But then he gives some more details about it. Let me read this. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Then verse 4, who gave himself for our sins so that he might rescue us from this present evil age according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be the glory forever. Amen. That's the first five verses of the first chapter of Galatians. And you see what Paul does. He comes in empowered by the Spirit and speaks that grace over them and speaks that peace over them and then reminds them of what the Lord Jesus Christ had done for them. I don't know about y'all, but I need to be reminded from time to time of exactly this. I need to be reminded that he gave himself up for our sins. I need to be reminded that he has rescued us from this present evil age. So often we will readily say, oh, yes, the Lord has rescued us from sin. Yes, the Lord has rescued us from the, uh, the evil that's to come in days down the road. And for all eternity, we will be with him, that he's rescued us from the lake of fire. Yes, we readily acknowledge that, but sometimes we forget that he came to rescue us from this present evil age. That doesn't mean that we will not encounter evil. It doesn't mean that there isn't evil in our age. And I think that's a real word for us because we know what the scripture says, that as time goes, that darkness will increase, that people's uh, love for one another will wax cold. But we need to be reminded that the Lord will rescue us from even the evil in this present age. We do not have to partake in it. We don't have to participate in it. We may be living in the midst of it, but we are not alone. The Lord is with us. And then he says this, according to the will of our God and Father. It was the will of God, Father, that the Lord Jesus, the Son, would give himself for our sins, that he would rescue us. That was his will. That was and is 
his desire. Then Paul closes it out. To him be the glory forever. From the very beginning, in speaking to these people that he loved, and you'll see how much he loved them, he wants them to be reminded of what the Lord Jesus Christ did and why the Lord Jesus Christ did it and really who they are in the Lord Jesus Christ. The fact that they will not have to uh, endure evil, that they don't have to sit there and say, well, has God abandoned us? What's going on? No, 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 no. That the Lord is the one who rescues us from even this present evil age and that all glory belong to him. That's going to become important because he's going to start bringing forth some pretty tough words for them. He's going to bring forth the corrective thing. But they need to remember that it's the Lord that has brought them to this point and it's the glory of God, the glory of God that we are who we are. As you go about your day to day, just reflect upon that, what the Lord has done for you and it's to his praise and his honor and his glory that he wants to release his glory in and through you. Again, I'm Dale, and I thank you so much for being with me, and I'll see you again next time.